hold the silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 23rd of November 2009. Newcomers should look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website and scroll down and bookmark all the other sites I have up on that front page. There's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com, there's cuttingthroughthematrix.net.us.ca, there's Alan Watt cuttingthroughthematrix.ca, and there's Alan Watt sent in sentinel.eu. Now, these are the only official sites I have. So if you bookmark these, if the main servers go down, as if done in the past or have cut me off or whatever, then you can always get the latest shows by going into the cuttingthroughmatrix.com website or one of the other ones and trying to get me on the alternative ones. Now, there's Alan Watt sent in sentinel.eu. That has the same audios as the rest, but it also has the addition of transcript you can download of a lot of the talks I've given and they're written in the various languages of Europe now I always start off the show by saying that the listeners bring me to themselves and no one backs me here and that way I'm not compromised by what I can or can't say because unfortunately if you're backed by a group or a foundation uh, or even products uh, and someone asks you a question you can't really tell them the honest answer uh, especially if you if you don't think it's a good idea. So that way it's up to you to keep me going. The ads on this show are paid by the advertisers right to RBN for the airtime and for the staff equipment and bills and all that kind of stuff. So it's up to you to keep me going, and you can do so by uh, looking at cuttingthroughthematrix.com website or any of the other ones. See what I have for sale. There's a few things there, books and so on. And that might help me take over. Uh, or you can donate to me through PayPal or any other means that you want. A personal check is good from the U.S. to Canada, and of course within Canada. You can also use international postal money order inside the U.S. to Canada if you don't like using the banks, or you can use, again, PayPal or send cash. And outside the Americas, same thing, uh, PayPal, cash, Western Union, or MoneyGram. And uh, it's up to you how you want to do it. Uh, and you have to really check around as well because a lot of these companies charge quite a fee for sending anything or wiring something so find out what one's the cheapest for you and go that way if you want to order as well you can order also through PayPal not just donate if you send me a separate email and I'll get uh, the order out to you as soon as I can for those who get the disc burned of the shows and pass to them to play on their CD players who don't use computers you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code is P, as in Peter, 3, E, as in Elizabeth, 4, N, as in Nora, 1, P3E4N1. And uh, it's quite an interesting. I'm sure everyone's known about it, too since the weekend it's all over the internet that one of the main university sites to do with global warming 
the one that gives out the, the, the most disinformation, had its website hacked uh, last week. And uh, information was put out there by the hacker on Friday, I think it was. And it's been all over the place. Now the mainstream media has picked up on it. It's in mainstream uh, news articles. And I'm going to go into this in a minute, but it's quite interesting to see just how low these so-called professionals, the ones that everyone is supposed to take uh, as a gospel truth makers, uh, this is how low they've sunk to create the whole myth of global warming and uh, how they collude with each other to deceive the public and governments too. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. Just talking about the, the, the incredible scandal that's broken out, and they're calling it um, Climate Gate, uh, where someone had hacked into the, uh, the main site that all the big professors use across the world. The ones that are living off this whole climate scam and hope to get even risen higher as they get more authority given them under the climate deals and all the rest of it but how they colluded and fudged all the data they've been handing out to everyone else. And there's lots of emails there up, all this stuff on my, on my site at the end of the show, all the different links, uh, and you can look at them over yourself. The main uh, download itself that was put up is, uh, is about 60-odd uh, megabytes, I think it's a huge thing, and has thousands of emails that these guys have interchanged amongst themselves. And it even admits that uh, they fudged the figures there. You can see it in there where they use creative, uh, like creative accounting. They do their own creative research where they, they add some true um, facts and figures in with the fake ones and they admit to doing it. And not only that, they, there's, there's emails there from certain professors telling the rest of them to scrub previous emails because it's against their agenda. If there's any doubt whatsoever, in other words, and where they're going with all this stuff, or any contrary evidence, they're told to scrub it. So this has all come out in the open, and I've no doubt uh, they'll respond to this with silence. And when the CIA or MI6 get caught in something, they get silence, just silence, and they hope that you'll just go away and leave them alone. Generally that works, unfortunately, and um, I hope people don't leave this one alone because it's too big, because their whole lives are going to be changed according to this whole uh, scam uh, and Al Gore and the whole big globalist agenda uh, plan societies to come out of this total control from birth to grave. I think it was one of the the uh, ex-communists uh, who was now president of one of the EU countries who said the same thing. He said, uh, he said, isn't it amazing uh, that these present dictators, in a sense, these so-called global leaders, tell us what to eat and what to think and, and what to do. It's just, it's just like communism, and he's not wrong at all. He's not wrong at all. It's exactly the same technique. And if you look into the big players behind all of this, they've been funded by the CFR, Royal Institute of International Affairs, the ones that Carol Quigley, who was the historian for those particular groups, said uh, they're, off, they're often mistaken for communists because they use the same goals and the same agenda. But very rich people run it 
incredibly some of the richest people in the world in fact so they want to have planned society but it's been blown off this article here is from the heraldsun.com.au as, as I say it's been the Wall Street Journal and everywhere else in the Telegraph in Britain and I'll put all those links up too but this is one from the Herald Sun and it says here November the 20th it says uh, the University of East Anglia CRU director admits the emails seem to be genuine the ones that have been posted up and it says um, the director of Britain's leading climate research unit, uh, Phil Jones, has told Investigate Magazine's TGIF edit- edition tonight it was a hacker. We were always we were aware of this about three or four days ago that someone had hacked into a system and taken and copied loads of data files and emails. So the guys ad- admitted that someone was in, and this this is from uh, a particular university, East Anglia. And uh, they are the sort of leaders for all the other universities across the world that are making their living on this uh, climate scam. It says here, uh, so the 1,079 emails and 72 documents seem indeed evidence of a scandal involving most of the most prominent scientists pushing the man-made global warming theory, a scandal that is one of the greatest in modern science. I've been adding some of the most astonishing in updates below. Emails suggesting conspiracy, collusion, and exaggerating warming data, possibly illegal destruction of embarrassing information, organized resistance to disclosure, manipulation of data as fudging it all, private admissions of flaws in their public claims, and much more. If it is as it is now seems, never again will peer review be used to shout down skeptics. This is clearly not the work of some hacker, but of an insider who's now blown the whistle. Not surprisingly, then, that Steve McIntyre reports earlier today, CRU cancelled all existing passwords, and the actions speak loudly for themselves. Uh, but back to the original post and the most astonishing of the emails so far. So it says, hackers have broken into the database of the University of East Anglia's Climatic Research Unit, one of the world's leading alarmist centres, and put the files they stole on the internet on the grounds that the science is too important to be kept under wraps. And it's absolutely true. As I say, this is a, the greatest con in history. The greatest con in history is a creation of a whole new way of living, a whole new modus, modus operandi for everyone, for the whole planet. And it's a new religion. It's everything all in one. Economics of the whole lot. It says the ethics of this are dubious, but the files suggest, on a very preliminary glance, some other very dubious practices too, and a lot of collusion, sometimes called peer review or even conspiracy. A warning, of course, we can only say with a 90% confidence interval that these emails are real. Well, uh, seem, they all seem to be. And he gives other links here too. And he gives you some of the articles, some of the emails exchanged between the different scientists. And this is the famous one here. Uh, it says, Dear Ray, Mike, and Malcolm, this is from these uh, professors. Once Tim has got a diagram here, we'll send the either, that either later today or first thing tomorrow. I've just completed Mike's nature trick. They call it the nature trick of adding on the real temperatures to each series for the last 20 years. That's from 1981 onwards and from 1961 for Keith to hide the decline. You see, we're in a cooling phase and it doesn't go with the agenda. So 
they're fudging the figures. Mike Series got the annual land and marine values, while the other two got April-September for NH and North of 20 North. The latter two are real for 1999, and then it goes on and on and on. They show you how they do it, how they add real data in and with fudged data to try and prove we're actually warming when, in fact, we're, we're actually cooling. So they do this nature trick, they call it. And um, that's from uh, Phil Jones, Professor Phil Jones, Climatic Research Unit. So it's telephone and all the rest of it on it. It says here, uh, there's another one too. Um, one, one is from Kevin Trenbeth, Michael Mann, uh, talking about the BBC's U-turn on the climate. Because the BBC were all pro-climate, but then they sort of did a little U-turn when all the snow is falling across the planet. It says, uh, well, uh, well, I have my own article on where the heck is global warming. We are asking that, that here in Boulder, uh, where we have broken records in the past two days for the coldest days on record, with four inches of snow. These are the guys who are trying to tell us it's global warming, talking amongst themselves. The high the last two days was below 30 Fahrenheit, and the normal is 69 Fahrenheit, and it smashed the previous records for these days by 10 degrees Fahrenheit. The low was about 18 degrees Fahrenheit, and also a record low, well below the previous record low. So they know the planet's cooling, but they're fudging all their data uh, to, make the, to get the, the, this political agenda through. Now, you cannot have science blended with politics. You can't do that anymore. You can have medicine blended with politics, because then you have agendas coming through. And that's exactly what we have here as a political agenda. The biggest agenda that's been planned for the last couple of centuries really it totally altered the world. Totally alter it completely. But it's quite fascinating to see what they're up to. And from the environmental leader, it's an energy environmental news for business. It says uh, climate scientists alleged to have manipulated data. As of November the 23rd, 2009, thousands of sensitive documents and emails, including some climate change documents dating back uh, 10 years ago, that indicate scientists may have overstated the case for global warming by manipulating data were stolen from Britain's Hadley Climate Research Unit by, next say here, Russian hackers, according to many news reports and blogs. The release of 1,000 emails and 3,000 documents is fueling the debate between scientists who believe man is responsible for global warming and skeptics of climate change findings, calling into question the validity of many climate change reports. This is, however, the head of the Climatic Research Unit at the University of East Anglia in Britain, Phil Jones, told the Australian that he cannot confirm which of the emails are authentic and which are fakes. That's the best they can do. That's the best they can do. After admitting they were hacked into and all these emails were stolen. This is, some old emails from scientists made references to different ways of evaluating the climate data, according to a Wall Street Journal blog. Initial reviews of the leaked files show that world-renowned climate scientists may be manipulating computer climate models and the data and research reports to support the theory that man-made greenhouse gases are causing global warming, reports the examiner.com. So it goes through the different news articles. And the leaked document gives credence to many skeptics of man-made global warming who've argued that the scientific consensus was not as strong as the official intergovernmental panel on climate change, that's the United Nations paid-off group, uh, summarizes, indicating that climate researchers 
ostracized other scientists who were presenting different findings uh, reports to the Australian. And that's what they were doing too, this clique, this politically high-paid clique. Uh, They all have darn good connections, I'm sure, with Al Gore and the agenda. They were literally uh, cancelling out reports that were against, that, that, that basically contradicted their fudge ones, uh, and they weren't publishing them. A deliberate attempt to stifle uh, all relevant findings. Amazing, isn't it? But is it really amazing? It's only amazing that someone managed to get it out. That's what's amazing in this day and age. And I'll tell you, it'll never happen again. Never happen again. So we can't let this go. We've got to write this to the bitter end because it's, it's that or total uh, world socialism from birth to grave. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just going over uh, one of the, some, a few of the many articles out there on this incredible expose of cover-ups and fudging documents to suit their agenda uh, that the big scientists that it all to do with the, uh, the climate scandal uh, have been up to, including deleting emails. And, and even the emails are even here that were hacked, where uh, the, the guy, Phil Jones, uh, from the, the university in England, uh, emails the other professors and tells them to start scrubbing all the information that, that passed between each other because they were going to get an audit um, for the climate audit. Uh, and so they were asking to scrub all this stuff that negated uh, the global warming theories that they'd passed amongst themselves. And here's one here. It says from uh, Phil Jones to Michael E. Mann, Subject IPCC and FOI, Thursday, May 29th, 2008. Can you delete any emails you may have had with Keith regarding AR4? Keith will do likewise. He's not in at the moment um, due to a minor family crisis. Can you also email Gene and get him to do the same? I don't have his new email address. You will be getting Casper to do likewise. I see that CA claim they discovered the 1945 problem in the Nature paper. Cheers, Phil. Professor Phil Jones, Climatic Research Unit. And it says at the bottom of this, destroying government data subject to an FOI request is a criminal offence. Is this data being deleted? The stuff CA asked from Jones in repeated FOI requests. If true, Jones had better get himself a lawyer very fast, but I doubt very much he would have done anything remotely illegal. So it's just astonishing. It's just astonishing to see what they've been really up to, fudging reports and all the rest of it, uh, not letting in reports by scientists with contrary data, and uh, so they they can present a united front for the global warming agenda. And believe you me, they're living high on the the sudden importance these guys have. They've never had it so good. Now that everyone's coming to them for advice and what to do and what they do they predict and blah 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 they live in high on the hog and they see the ground coming up fast here and so people can't let this go they've got to really push it because as I say it's more than just a bunch of scientists this is a part of a whole political agenda for the planet that's underway and we've got to stop it and expose this stuff and get it all over the place uh, as, as fast as we can and never let go of it no matter how we're distracted because you have no idea how every government on the planet 
will sign on along with, with the IPCC, the United Nations, and we will have no life at all. We'll be slaves to paying taxes for all kinds of things and energy units and energy consumptions and carbon taxes, etc., etc., and depopulation, by the way. I read the articles last week on that, how the UN has jumped on this whole thing, saying that they sterilize more people, then basically there's less offspring to cause CO2, etc., etc., etc. Incredible, incredible, all because there are cliques of utter liars out there getting well-paid uh, and they're going for a political agenda, a world political agenda. Quite something else. Quite something else. And here's an article here by the Greeny columnist in the guardian.co.uk to show you the terminology these creeps use when someone who doesn't agree with their global warming theories comes out and says so. They really smear them and use nasty tactics like calling them uh, climate change deniers, global warming deniers. See, they, they use the techniques that, like Nazi, you're Nazi. As soon as you hear the word, you shut up, you see. And, or you're anti-Semitic, you shut up. It's the same technique that they're using here. And they're, they're, they're relating, uh, they're connoting basically that, that climate change denial is like Holocaust denial. That's the simple tricks that they use, but it works very, very well. So this is the guardian.co.uk on an, a member of the European Parliament, an MEP is the column. Now, I read about uh, maybe two weeks ago articles where the British um, government had asked the Anglican Church and all the other churches to go green and start preaching green in the pulpit to the public. And they're doing it. They're, they're doing it. They can't mention, if they put leaflets out to the general public, the churches can't mention God or Jesus or anything, but they can mention climate change. That's okay. And they're going along with it. These fools are going along with it. Where, where's their guts, eh? Where are the, where's the guts? There's no guts anymore. But it says here, uh, 20th of November 2009, climate change denial, MEP. So they are, climate change denial. That's him smeared as soon as you start off the story attacks church. Roger Helmer says Anglican hierarchy has dropped the gospel in favor for the new religion of climate alarmism. A Tory member of the European Parliament has accused the Church of England of having abandoned the religious faith entirely and taken up the new religion of climate alarmism instead. Roger Helmer, who resigned from the Tory French bench in Europe when the Westminster leadership dumped its promise referendum on the Lisbon Treaty, used a magazine article to urge the church to get back to the gospel, referring approvingly to the work of another writer who said bishops were spending more time preaching climate change than the gospel of salvation, Helmer wrote. He says the recent multi-faith conference at Windsor suggests that other world religions are taking the same line on climate change. Well, they've all been bought off, you see. This is particularly ironic at a time when the world is cooling and when more and more scientists around the world are breaking cover to challenge the theory of man-made global warming. Well, they have been up until the scandal broke because, as I say, they've been hiding all the evidence that's contrary to their fudged reports. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Francis Allen Watts of Cutting Through the Matrix, reading an article from a member of the European Parliament, or about him, I should say, who's really lambasted and called a denier, or a denier and all that kind of stuff, because that's what the Greenies are supposed to do, immediately discredit you by a term, use of terms, psycholinguistics, inaction. And this article goes on to say, uh, that uh, Helmer is one of a growing band of European politicians threatening to cause trouble for the Tory frontbench in the first few months of any government to be formed. He and his Eurosceptic colleagues insist they will not drop their campaign uh, for a referendum on Lisbon. Analysis by the left-wing website Next Left, I guess that's further left than left, you know, beyond Marx, uh, has shown that the top ten Tory bloggers, and here they use the term again, climate change skeptics. This week, Helmer convened a conference of climate change deniers at the European Parliament. Speakers included Ross McKittrick, a Canadian professor who had said data indicating global warming has been fiddled, meaning totally fudged. And he says Tom Siegelstadt, a Norwegian geologist who says human-released CO2 would not have a large effect on the climate. Fred Goldberg, co-author of the polemic The Global Warming Scam, Hans Labon, a Dutch professor who challenged the existence of global warming, and Professor Fred Singer, who wrote the documentary The Great Global Warming Swindle. And a swindle it is, because it really is the far left's, which is really the far extreme far right, meaning the international boys that own the banks and do the money lending to the international countries and so on, the banks, uh, it's really their agenda, and that's exactly why Professor Carl Quigley said, he says the Royal Institute for International Affairs dash CFR, and their tactics and the fronts that they use are often mistaken for communists. It's the same agenda for a controlled collectivist society. That's why. That's why. And that came out of the, the Rees Commission in the U.S. in the 1950s. The blending of the Soviet system with the West it's happened, folks. It's happened, and you've been under it for quite some time. In fact, you were under it before the Berlin Wall went down. They were simply moving on to the global agenda. And for every new era, and for a new totalitarianist regime, you need a new religion, a new belief system, a new, a new reason for existing, with new laws and rules and all the rest of it. And that's exactly what all this Al Gore rubbish is all about. That's why... All the big boys are in on it. They've been given their orders. That's why. Quite simple. Given their orders. Ah, it's amazing. And it's quite amazing, too, that the IMF comes out, uh, and it's on Times Online, November the 23rd, 2009. The IMF warns second bailout would threaten democracy. I've got to laugh at democracy. Oh, what democracy do we have? Uh, it says the public will not be allowed the financial services sector for a second time if another global crisis blows up in four or five years, the managing director of the International Monetary Fund warned this morning. Dominique Strauss can, it sounds like a waltz, uh, told the CBI annual conference of business leaders that another huge call on public financing or finances by the financial services sector would not be tolerated by the man in the street and could even threaten democracy. What is democracy? It's when the bankers rape you and your government rewards them. Is that democracy? Hmm? 
Most advanced economies will not accept any more bailouts. The political reaction will be very strong, putting some democracies at risk, he told delegates. I do believe that the financial sector needs to contribute both to the cost of the financial crisis and to reduce recourse to public funds in the future. Well, they weren't supposed to be using public funds this time either. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened at all. And it's quite interesting, too, that uh, here they go. You know, before things really all signed and settled and deals are made and all the rest of it, and it's all in writing and uh, it's become part of everyday life, they're always ramping ahead with agenda regardless because it's a done deal before they sign anything, you know, to do with uh, from the IPCC and the Copenhagen Treaty. And as I say, even Holland's gone ahead uh, very goody two-shoes and going to put GPS tracking devices in everybody's cars and charge them carbon taxes per kilometer, basically. That will happen worldwide before they've signed the agreement. And this article here is from the Telegraph. Economic union history will be taught, uh, will be all the history that is taught in schools. So, so they're given a new history, you see, for the students at school. Uh, the, the obliteration of the past and a new fake one. Everything's fake now, eh? Uh, put in in its place. And who puts it in? This guy, I can't believe his name because it's so, it asks so many questions. But it says, uh, as Ed Balls, he's a guy in charge of the Britain's education, Ed Balls proposes to abolish the remains of old school history. The EU promises to make the teaching of its own history compulsory, says Christopher Booker. 21st of November 2009. The latest initiative by our Children's Secretary Ed Balls is to abolish what remains of fact-faced teaching of history and geography in our schools. He plans to roll them together into themed lessons on social issues such as global warming. Funny how they, 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 that comes into everything, isn't it? Because that's going to be the mantra for the new religion. It is the mantra for the new religion already. It's funny how that creeps into everything nowadays. The ruthless drive of educational progressives to eliminate history teaching from schools has been underway since the 1960s. That's when the commies really infiltrated. And actually it was, it was already set up to be destroyed long before that by the very guy who created the American educational system. If you go back far enough, he said, it eventually elim- eliminate all histories where people have uh, problems with uh, neighbors, put it that way. Uh, countries have uh, problems with neighbors and they eliminate all the bad parts that cause strife in the future. In other words, all invasions and slaughters would be eradicated and they give them a nice Walt Disney version. It says the aim is to ensure that children know nothing about their country's past or how the world came to be as it is, leaving their minds blankly open to whatever uh, the cue is progressive claptrap is fed to them. In his desire to check history or chuck it into what Lenin called the scrap heap of history, Mr. Balls <laughs> may have to make an exception. However, a campaign is now being mounted in the European Parliament to make it compulsory for children to be taught the history of the EU. According to Mario David, the Portuguese MEP leading the campaign and a former chief of staff to the Commission President, Jose Manuel Barroso, 
It's vital to counter all the lying, cheating and mistrust that surrounds the EU in the minds of the peoples of Europe. Our children must therefore be indoctrinated accordingly and indoctrinated accordingly, folks. A year or two back, when Richard North and I were writing a comprehensive history of the European project called The Great Deception, we were astonished to find just how horrendously misleading is the account of what history peddled by the EU itself on the Europa website. From laying claim to Churchill as father of the EU to consistently obscuring the nature of the key role played by Jean Monnet, they have come up with an official version of the origins of their project, which bears virtually no relation to the facts. Doubtless, this is just the sort of history which Mr. Balls will be happy to allow in our schools, because fact-based it isn't. Quite a good article there. But as I say, we're, we're steamrolling ahead, steamrolling ahead into... Uh, you wouldn't believe the changes that are planned for you. You wouldn't believe the changes that are planned for you, really. And they're already underway. They're already, they've been brainwashing the children to global warming before it broke into the media, mainstream media. They're already going for the children, right from kindergarten onwards, from 2000, uh, before 2005, but stepping up in the year 2000. To make sure, who cares about the old fuddy-duddies? They'll, they'll die off, and you've got this new indoctrinated generation, perfectly indoctrinated. They'll believe everything they're told. Boy. Here's an article here, a very important article. Uh, and it's, um, it's about uh, an author, Francesco Stipo, who's presenting his book called The World Federalist Manifesto at the National Press Club. Now, who is this guy? Uh, he is Francesco Stipo, a PhD director of the USA Club of Rome. The Club of Rome folks, the guys that dreamt up the idea of global warming would fit the bill. They said starvation, global warming, catastrophes and the like, that will fit the bill back in the 1970s. And they admitted that in the book, The First Global Revolution, that was written by the founders of the Club of Rome. They wrote the book and admitted they came up with the idea that would, for a new sort of paradigm to, to control the world and shape it into the right direction. The direction, of course, the right one is the one they want. So here he is, author Francesco Stipo. It says... Um, Francisco Stipo, PhD director of the USA Club of Rome, will present his book, World Federalist Manifesto, Guide to Political Globalization. Now, you see, you see how step-by-step step until you're into political globalization. That also means political correctness, folks. But you'll learn Stalin-style to parrot what you're told to parrot, or else. In a luncheon at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. And this is from MMD Newswire, it's called... November 18, 2009, the World Federalist Manifesto deals with the United Nations reform and the development of an international organization that will represent world nations as a whole and will be able to deal with the global challenges of the new millennium. The Club of Rome is a think tank that uh, in 1972 published the report Limits to Growth, which sold over 12 million copies worldwide. The author analyzes different projects of reform of the United Nations. He says, the United Nations can't be effective solutions, can't do them, can't offer them, because it doesn't reflect the political and economic balances of world nations. In the General Assembly, a nation like uh, Nauru 
that contributes just 0.001% of the UN budget has the same voting power of a nation such as the United States that contributes 22% of the UN budget, Francesco Stipo says. The General Assembly needs to be reformed to reflect the political and economic balances of world nations. In case the UN cannot be reformed, the author calls for an alternative to the United Nations. Now, that's exactly what the, the, the Royal Ministry of International Affairs, CFR, said too. That the UN might, might not be the final world body. They might have to put up a different one. But it says, uh, the author calls for an alternative to United Nations, a new international organization formed by NATO members and NATO countries and have similar economies and are based on democratic political systems, Dr. Stipo says. The abatement of economic tariffs for countries in the NATO area would create a large free trade area. It's amazing that free trade, eh? Britain came up with that a long, long time ago, back as far as John Dee, in fact, in the 1500s. Supported by a common military structure, other countries would be allowed to join once they meet certain economic criteria and are founded on democratic principles. Such an organization would eventually substitute the role of the United Nations. The economic downturn could have been prevented by a coordinated action of central banks and international regulatory bodies such as the Bank for International Settlements, the World Bank, the IMF and the World Trade Organization and the United Nations Economic and Social Council, the author says. However, such coordination does not exist and global solutions cannot be implemented. The World Federalist Manifesto calls for a centralization of the UN system and a better coordination of the work of the specialized agencies under the direction of the Secretary General. The book proposes that the different agencies such as the FAO and the WWF assume the legal nature of ministers or ministries such as the International Department of Agriculture or the International Department of Environmental Protection. The author adds that a world government is the only solution to world problems such as climate change. Here we go again, climate, first off, you know, climate change, and the global economic crisis. A world confederation that respects the sovereignty of world nations and that deals with the issues of international economy that cannot be dealt with by nations alone. The, world, the book World Federalist Manifesto Guide to Political Globalization is available in Barnes & Noble and in the website, and it gives you the website as well. I'll wait till it becomes second hand. I hate to give, give this guy a profit. <clears throat> this is about the author. Francesco Stipo is director of the United States Club of Rome. He holds a PhD in international law and a master's degree in comparative law from the University of Miami. He's been practicing international law since 1999 and worked as a foreign law advisor and of counsel for Europe, European and American law firms. He's the author of World Federalist Manifesto, Guide to Political Globalization and United Nations Reorganization. And that's exactly what they're doing to it. They're going to, under the threat of needing a separate organization, what they'll do is re-alter and completely revamp the United Nations because it was it said it wouldn't last forever. At this, this stage, they wanted to give it more power. The founders of it said it would go through stages till it had ultimate power. And eventually the UN, if you haven't read the, the charter and you haven't gone into the founding of it and the treaties that were signed at the end of World War II, uh, you'll find in there, for instance, that uh, they said eventually they'll be the only one with a uh, military body and a police body worldwide with the 
ultimate right to use deadly force. No one else in the world, naming right down to the citizen, even to defend yourself, will not have the right to use deadly force. Quite something. Quite something indeed. And the public go on and on, and they'll be, before you know it, they'll be prattling on again about global warming, and carbon taxes, and how much they've got to pay, and all of that stuff. Quite, quite amazing, isn't it? Quite amazing how we can be conned and fooled and bluffed. But we can't let this expose of uh, the attackers done. We can't let it go uh, and just fade off into the sunset. You've got to make hay when the sun shines. I know it's very often these days when it's spraying the air. But uh, you've got to do the, the best that you can and keep it alive because it'll take a long time to go through 60-odd megabytes. Uh, but it will be well worth waging through it and, um, and finding all the cons and all the other emails they've got with their fudged reports that have been taken as gospel truth and rammed down children's throats at school and parted by politicians who want the global system. We're salivating, waiting for it all coming in in full force. Quite something. Quite something. Now, there's a couple of callers here. We'll go to this Karen in Oregon. I'll take Karen. Hi, Alan. Yes. Well, at least we got some good news here with all these these revelations about the scam and writing, so hopefully people will not let that die and keep it going. They, they have no option. If, if they don't hang on to this, they deserve to, to hang all together. <laughs> now, I, I wondered if you had a chance yet to check out anything about Continental Congress 2009. No, I, I, yes, I haven't. My computer is, is on the fritz, and they, they give me a dial-up speed on the satellite because I'm getting punished for using it. But hold on, I'll be back after this break. Hi, I'm Alan Watson. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Uh, talking to Karen from Oregon. Uh, you there, Karen? Hello. I wanted to also tell you that um, I represent a group of people, and we're trying to grow our numbers and gain support for an economic boycott that rolls over the 15th of every month. It's don't buy, don't comply, and ask why. And number one is don't buy anything on the 15th. I mean, I really believe that we've got to start playing this game right, and we've got more reasons than ever now to start paying attention. So don't buy government lies. Don't buy anything from big corporations. Don't comply by rolling up your sleeve for a shot. Don't comply by being silent. Call up and demand to know why we don't have these universities or this university should be raided right now. It should be closed down under lockdown to gain all the files and everything. So should all the ones that was corresponding with across the world, yeah. Yeah, and then, then it's ask why. People really need to pick up the phone or write a letter and, and call up and demand of our representatives you know, why is this allowed to happen? Why are you wanting to tax me for fraudulent, mm -hmm. on a fraudulent basis? Look at this data. Look at this conspiracy here. This is ridiculous. And so I'm hoping that millions and millions and millions of Americans will finally start to wake up 
and imagine the power we could have if on the 15th none of us went shopping. And on the 15th, too, they're expecting you to Christmas shop, and all these AIG banker guys got bonuses, and we get their bills. We get- yeah, well, what, a, what a bonus you got, too. Eh? You saw the figures, eh? Fantastic. <laughs> Ridiculous. So- yeah, billions of dollars. Yeah. What do you think of an economic boycott, especially if it builds, Alan, and if it builds to the point where we can even stay home maybe for two or three days in a row? Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with you, if if the public could just understand where they're being taken and and where the standard of living is going to be in in under five years' time, uh, they'd have to do something like this and say that's with enough. You're buying no gas for a whole week, something like that. Bring it even to a standstill because... Because I know where they're taking us. We know where they're taking us, and it's utter destitution. It is, and that's why um, when you can, I hope you'll go to taxfree15.com. It has links to uh, the Continental Congress and other things, and I'm hoping that that will work. Bob Schultz has been, um, for I think 30 years, trying to hold the government accountable and addressing the, the fraudulent 1040 IRS tax. I mean, it's such a mafia-style government now, yeah. and this is such a great opportunity. I think, well, I'm, I'm thankful this Thanksgiving to have something to really sink my teeth into and hopefully spread the word, and, and thank you for allowing me a say on your show. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite amazing because there's, um, uh, there's just so much going on right now in the world, but it's all going in the same direction, and as long as people can spend the same bucks and get roughly what, what they expect to get for those bucks, uh, most of them will dream along and the TV comes on and their favorite programs are on. They have no idea what's in store for them. And um, uh, to be honest with you, too, we've got to overcome the apathy because remember Bertrand Russell, who worked with all these big think tanks, said that we must create a condition of apathy amongst the public, and they've been very good at it. They've pretty well made us all believe that we've we're powerless and that special people deal with politics so we should just play at the bottom and not interfere that's really what's happened we've had years and years of very careful and well-directed propaganda and it's taken hold and you see it within the general public that's the music coming in so from Hamish myself from Ontario Canada where they put in my smart meter so that they can start taxing me more dough Uh, it's good night and may your god or your gods be with you.